Microphone check. How we doing? How we sound? Check, check. Click, click, click. Wonder. Wonder, wonder, wonder. Do you wonder? I'm talking in this funny voice so I can get your attention. If you are an irrigation professional, old or new, who designs, installs, or maintains high-end residential, commercial, or municipal properties, and you want to use technology to improve your business, to get a leg up on your competition, even if you're an old-school irrigator from the days of hydraulic systems, this show is for you. (laughs) This is all about wonder, and I want to start by saying that... Discovery consists of seeing what everybody else has seen and thinking what nobody has thought. We all see, we all see kind of the same, the same things, but some people think what nobody has thought. So that's my quote for you today. It's by Albert Zent Grigi. I don't know. I can't pronounce the guy's last name, but I recently came across it at the beginning of a book. I thought it was phenomenal. And I wrote it down because I want to reference it a lot because I think this is what we need to do in this industry. If we are going to change the narrative, have a new lens, and actually create change, we need to discover some things. We have to be open thinking. We have to be curious, and we have to wonder. So today's episode is all about creating wonder and stopping to think about what you know, think about what you do, why you do it. Do you just get in a pattern of doing what you do over and over and over? Because discovery consists of seeing what everybody has seen and thinking what nobody has thought. All right? So seriously, are you actively questioning what you know, what you do, and why you do it? This is really important. Just because somebody says this is what you should do, doesn't mean you should do it. Perhaps you should try it, but as you're doing it, you should ask questions. Is this working? Is there a different way? Is this solving the problem? Is this answering the question? Is there a better way? Do you leave room to wonder? Do you leave room for yourself, your company, your people to be curious? Do you create a culture of curiosity? Do you create space for yourself to consider new options and new approaches through a lens of curiosity and wonderment. What if there was more out there that we have not discovered yet because we haven't changed the way we think about things or the way we do things or we haven't created space for ourselves to try something a different way? So let's, uh, let's get out of Andy's uh, theoretical philosophy mind here this morning. And let me, let me think of an example. Let me give you an example. And I think the easiest example is green grass. <laughs> as weird as that is, you know, Americans are fixated on green grass. And a lot of what irrigators, the responsibility of irrigators is for right or wrong, we'll talk about this here, is green grass, if that's the goal. So let's use green grass because I think that is often the goal of many property owners, right? They want green grass. But, and this is where we come back to wonderment and curiosity, is water the only way to keep grass green? Or perhaps is lack of water the reason grass is not green? Could water be potentially the scapegoat for grass not being green enough? Is it the first thing people think of? My grass isn't green enough. We need more water. Hey, you, irrigator, 
fix my lawn. I need green grass. Are you being blamed <laughs> for lack of water because the grass is not green enough, right? What if, what if you see green grass, but your client does, in their mind, the grass isn't green enough? Could there be different shades of green? And how do you know what shade of green your client expects? What if there was another way? What if water was only one of the factors to keep grass green? And I think this seems obvious. We all know it's just water. It's just one of the factors. Is it the most important factor? Perhaps, but it isn't the factor for green grass or the factor for a healthy landscape or a healthy plant, right? What if, let me say that again, what if, what if, maybe that's something you should be thinking about using more every day. Ask yourself, what if, do you make space for yourself to question and consider kind of all of these other options? What if the answer to green grass was a combination of plant, soil, water, <laughs> right? What if it was a combination of plant, soil, water? It does seem so obvious. We all know it's just water. Yes, there's a plant. Yes, there's nutrients. Yes, there's pH. Yes, there's compaction, aeration, all these things. However, because we work in water and our clients oftentimes see irrigation, you know, as the most important factor, it's easy to either take blame or be devalued if the grass isn't green enough. Water is, is oftentimes the very first thing that our clients go to, right? So yeah, plant, soil, water. Duh, we have all three of these things and they work together. So if, if you're only an irrigator and you're not the lawn care or the landscape provider, perhaps consider advising your client that water's just one factor. Have a conversation, put it out there. Hey, have you looked at all the other reasons that your landscape might not be healthy? We've got good coverage here. It's really nothing I can do further on this site. Because again, I think as irrigators, it's, it, can be, it can be easy to only think about water and forget to think about the balance of that plant-soil-water relationship. So. I think, um, think I want to give you an example, and this example sort of sparked, uh, almost sparked this episode today and my curiosity and caused me to wonder, wonder so much that I went and purchased some of these things that, um, that I'm going to show you here in a minute because I want to experiment on my own yard. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to play a clip from my friend George's YouTube channel. George's channel is called Princess Cut Lawn Care. It's kind of a funny YouTube name, but it's a fantastic channel. Princess Cut Lawn Care. I'll drop a link in the show notes. Definitely check it out. It's super entertaining, super informative. And in this recent video, George talks about heat stress and ways to keep your lawn green during a drought. He does mention that water is the critical factor. However, he added in a couple things that I think are awesome. And I'm going to play this clip for you right now. 
So another common issue in summertime is dry, cracked, hydrophobic soil. Now over here in the Midwest, we especially have this problem really bad, which essentially means that the soil is so dry that when you water it, the water just rolls right off and doesn't get absorbed into it. Now, if you guys watch a whole bunch of lawn care YouTube videos, you're gonna see a whole bunch of videos of guys shilling all these moisture managers and all these wetting agents for soils. But trust me guys, just save your money and buy yourself a $3 bottle of baby shampoo because it is literally gonna do the same exact thing. Now, just like all those expensive products that you see on YouTube, baby shampoo is also a surfactant, which is essentially a liquid soap. And when we apply this to the soil, it's gonna help break the surface tension of the dirt. All right, hold it right there. Dry, cracked, hydrophobic soil. <laughs> just just use a whole bunch of um, kind of scientific words, but not really. Dry, cracked, hydrophobic soil, right? Hydrophobic soil means soil that will not absorb water, and we've all seen this. <laughs> so these are great things to educate your client about. Then he talks about baby shampoo. What? What the? What the? What the? What the? What the? Baby shampoo? Okay. A surfactant? What? What the hell is he talking about? I, I love that George is introducing, well, he might not be introducing, is using these terms because we should be using these terms. We should be understanding what dry, cracked, hydrophobic soil looks like, how to break the soil surface tension so that water can actually get absorbed into the soil. And it'll allow the water to be absorbed more efficiently. Now, this concept is nothing new. People have been applying this liquid soap to their lawns for decades now. All the way back to the old school PBS days when Jerry Baker used to apply Dawn dish soap to his lawn. And he used to apply this stuff for the exact same reason that we're applying this baby soap. Because that soap is going to help the water absorb more efficiently, especially in these dog days of summer. Now, applying this baby shampoo is super easy. All you're going to need is a sprayer. Then you're going to need a measuring cup. Now, the rate for the baby shampoo is four ounces per gallon of water per 1,000 square feet. Now the most important thing to remember is once we're done making our application we have to water it in right away and that goes for any type of wetting agent that you apply to your lawn because if it dries on the leaves of the grass then it won't work properly we want to make sure it gets down into the soil. Yes George love it man keep up the good work on your YouTube channel keep Keep doing what you're doing, like I was saying. We, we need to think about more of the dynamics in the plant-soil-water relationship than, than just the water. So really, guys, that's, that's all I wanted to put out here for you today was to remind you to wonder and to think about that word wonder because it's a great way of sort of fostering a curious mind. And it's okay to question things. It's okay to think about what you're doing as perhaps the best way to do it now, but to wonder, to wonder what would happen if you did it a different way, or to wonder what would happen if there was another way of doing something. And in order to sort of, let's say, build your future business to create where you're going to discover what you don't already know, discovery consists of seeing what everybody else has seen and thinking what nobody has thought. So go put, go put some baby soap into a fertilizer injector and see what happens. No, I'm not saying you should do that. But maybe, I just thought of it, what the hell? Why not put a surfactant in the mainline system of an irrigation and slowly disperse it? I don't know what'll happen. Somebody give it a try or somebody tell me they tried it and it doesn't work. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Let's see how many different ways there are to do things so that we can make improvements slowly over time.
that's it, guys. I was going to do a little intro and tell you that I that this episode was impromptu because what I had scheduled for yesterday, I had to toss to the side because I actually had an allergic reaction to a bee sting. Like I am not allergic to bees until now. I guess now I am. But I was out on a bike ride early yesterday morning with my wife and a bee literally flew into my helmet, like into the air vent on my helmet. I quickly stopped and, you know, took it off. At that point, the bee had already stung me. It felt like it was continuously stinging me, but um, it didn't leave a welt on my forehead. But within probably two minutes, I started to get a little itchy, thought maybe there was just some allergies in the air. And then every minute that went on, I was getting more itchy, more itchy, more itchy to the point where I cut our ride short. We only went like 15 of the 30 miles we had planned, and I could barely make it home because every single cell in my body was was itching. I was going absolutely insane. I couldn't think. I was pacing around. The cold shower wasn't cold enough, and my wife took me to urgent care. And uh, yeah, so now I got to carry some EpiPens. It's kind of weird. So anyway, that's a little inside story. Hope you enjoyed this episode about creating wonderment and keeping the curious mind. Thanks so much for listening. Y'all have y'alls, y'alls. Y'alls have a great weekend, and we'll catch you on the next episode.